By the way, because this just made me think about that, Brian, before you ask anything, I'm just letting yep. you know in case you don't, one hour, 10 minutes from now, Cubs season opener, MLB. 8-8, go. Yes! And they're still in contention. <laughs> they are. <laughs> first game of the season, they're still in contention. This is actually the first year in my entire life. I know we've moved to baseball, Rachel, and you're probably oh, like, I'm oh, like, whatever. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chicago Cubs baseball. It's, it's ah, kind of a, okay. a sick offshoot that we do from time to time. So. Ah, but we apologize is, now, but sorry. the next three minutes is ours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Rachel Naylor is a voice actor who began organizing meetups in London back in 2013. What started as an informal get-together for other actors eventually became the VoiceOver Network. The VoiceOver Network now boasts thousands of members, including actors, agents, producers, casting directors, production companies, and, you know, a couple of stragglers. But it's no longer just a London thing. Instead, it's now a world thing. Rachel and her team organize monthly meetups, host regular webinars and workshops, and events such as the upcoming, and yes, this is a plug, Get Your Game On, one-day intensive conference coming up in June. She also publishes a quarterly magazine, The Buzz, dedicated solely to the voice acting industry. Awesome. And somehow, she also finds time to balance life as an actor, an entrepreneur, a connector, and a bundle of energy. We're going to put a couple of coins in the slot and see what happens here, so... Uh, <laughs> Let's talk voiceover, Rachel Naylor. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Carving a little time out of your incredibly busy schedule to be with <laughs> us. We really appreciate it. I, I managed to squeeze in a lot into my day. And yeah, sometimes I'm not quite sure how I do it. But um, but I think it is just planning. Yeah. Planning my time. Yeah. yeah scheduling in stuff and just... Yeah. Uh, how has that affected you as an actor? Are you like not doing as much voice acting? Is it not affected at all? Has it actually increased your work? I go through sort of waves. And yeah, at the moment, I guess I'm probably, am I as busy? I'm doing better stuff than I used to do. So I'm not, I guess I'm not doing as much, but it's better. <laughs> if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have to really prioritize my time, um, which is a right. good place to be, I guess. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, being a bit more choosy about, about the kinds of stuff that I do. and But I do, I mean, I love voiceovers. That's what, you know, acting has was my first love. And that's what I've always kind of done. Um, and the voiceover network network and all the business and entrepreneurial stuff has been something that kind of came out of nowhere, really. I, I really didn't realize that was going to be my thing because as an actor, I went to drama school and, you know, I was the actor dancing down the hallways in the, in the college and people who did business was always like, what? That's kind of, that's really boring <laughs> and really serious and really like, um, and it, yeah, it came through being a voiceover artist and wanting to learn more about having a voiceover business because it is a business. And so I threw myself into to finding out about the marketing side of it and I absolutely loved it. And um, yeah. And then the voiceover network started and I'm sharing my enthusiasm with everyone and it's kind of rubbing off. So it's good. So tell us a little bit more about the voiceover network because that's something that's interesting. And I know there's a lot of 
pages and groups that are dedicated towards voiceover and things like that. Give us the value of being a part of the voiceover network and what you're really doing with it to help voice actors and and other Mm. people. So the main thing about the voiceover network is that it is about helping, supporting and strengthening the voiceover industry. That's something that drives everything we do at the voiceover network. And it's a community. So it's not a case of like one person standing up there and just telling everybody what they should do. Um, I bring in lots of teachers. I bring in the best in the industry. I'm really passionate about, you know, sharing that knowledge and, and, and bringing people together to help and support each other and i think it, it, it so so how did randy get involved then? if you only bring in the best I, just, um, no 42 42 cancellations in front of me <laughs> sometimes it helps to be the first one to answer the phone right <laughs> so, who is this yes. Rand- oh god i guess i'll talk to you i guess god but it's um it, no it's it's interesting because i think I mean, I've been a voiceover artist for about 17 years, so I've seen the big changes in the industry and sure. and I've seen the kind of the good side of the voiceover industry and also the, the bad side, the very competitive side. And that's a hard thing to kind of see, you know, people um, who feel threatened by other people. And, and so what I wanted to, to steer well away from that and create a wonderful environment where people come together and they're not competing with each other they're supporting each other it's a family the voiceover network even though there are lots and lots of members now based all around the world but there is a real family um, feel to it and it's about kind of that feeling that there is enough to go around well you know and that's interesting that you say that because the most successful people we talk to are the ones who have that approach and that attitude yes and you know, the ones who are like, well, I'm in competition with you. No, no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, the right. reality is, and, and you know, fortunately, many of us learned this a long time ago. You're in competition with yourself. Yes. Every single time you do it. And if you give your very best yeah. with every audition that you do, that's really how you're going to be able to make it as a yeah. voice person. Because as a voiceover artist or a voice actor... You bring something that nobody else in the world brings, yep. whether that's good, whether that's bad, whether that's what they're looking for or whether it's not. Mm. But all you have to do is find those people that are looking for what you uniquely offer. Yep. And that's really where it is. Yep. Right. So it's not a competition against other people. Yeah. You've just described my golf game and why I don't play golf anymore. It was a competition against myself and I kept beating the crap out of myself. <laughs> I hated losing to me. <laughs> but it, yeah, but totally. And it is, you know, and it's a lovely thing to sort of, you know, I learned from an entrepreneurial mentor of mine and he was incredibly giving with all the information that he had um, and still does, a guy called Nigel Botterill. And he was a massive inspiration to me. And so with the voiceover network, you know, and and I really feel that, you know, when you see success and when you find success, you should give it away and you should go and and help other people and pay it forward. And that's the beautiful thing, I think, in life when you can, you know, help others and and share information with others. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you started doing informal meetups, probably because it's like, hey, this doesn't exist or it doesn't exist enough. Yes. How did you actually make that leap? Setting up informal meetups mm-hmm. is one thing. Yep. 
creating what you've created is something else. What flipped that switch? How did you actually say you you hire Lisa and you say, I'm going to do this? So it was 2013, July 2013, when I had I had my first meetup in West London, in uh, Richmond, with three other voiceover artists. And I was like, this is really useful. We sat around and we talked about agents and marketing and um, and quotes and, and stuff like that. And I thought, right, we should do this more often. So I started, it was a, a monthly meetup to begin with, and it was called the West London Voiceover Artist Meetup Group. <laughs> Which is, uh, but that's not even a good <laughs> acronym. A really, it's a really <laughs> catchy name, right? West Voice Over WV. Uh, yeah, no, I no, can't. No, I can't. It's, no. I'm sorry. I was, I was, it was, yeah, <laughs> the West London Voiceover Artist Meetup Group was the original name for the voiceover network. No one network. from East London allowed. I know. Well, that right? was the, that was the thing. That was so so it it just snowballed, and then people from other parts of London were were contacting me, going, "Do you have to live in West London? What if I live in North West See, London?" There you go. Yeah, and I was like, "No, anyone's welcome. Come along." And it was just in the pub and, you know, we'd all meet up and it was great. So then I decided to have it in central London so that other people from other parts of London could come. And Did you change the name? I changed the name to the VoiceOver Network. <laughs> oh. I came to my senses. I thought you were going to the central London VoiceOver yes. meetup. No, yeah. <laughs> it was going to be called the London something at, at some point. But luckily, I didn't do that because I, I had no idea at this point where I was going with it all. Um, See, it was inspired vision. Yeah, like it was. Um, and then I decided in order to make it a better networking environment, I wanted to get more agents and producers and casting directors in the room. And so I thought, right, the best way to do that is give them free food and booze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have me. known agents for a long <laughs> there time. There we go. So that's when we had our first summer party in 2014 and I charged for tickets for that. And so that then we could we could get the, you know, get the, the the goodens in and um and it was a massive success it was a brilliant party and from there i started charging for the for the events i started getting speakers and then i had an event that sold out in less than 90 minutes and i think wow. that was a big moment for me and i was like oh okay there's something yeah. here um yeah. and so to, at the end of 2014 i looked at what I'd created with the voiceover network. And I looked at our industry and I could see the massive change that we were going through in terms of, you know, the internet and home studios and a flooding in of, of new talent who were who were very lost. You know, all these people coming into the industry, getting their voice reels made, um, trying to get an agent, not getting an agent, setting up a home studio, not knowing what they should charge and starting to kind of find themselves on things like you know, Fiverr and stuff, which is just not good. So there's loads of stuff out there for actors, but there wasn't any like a real hub, a real home for voiceover artists to come together to help and support each other. So yeah, beginning of 2015, I launched the Voiceover Network as a membership organization uh, with the Buzz magazine, the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. Just for anyone out there wanting to start a magazine, don't. <laughs> just a little tip no I love it pays the buzz. worse than voiceover I love the buzz magazine I'm so passionate about it but it is a lot of work um it has to be so it's, I mean it's a it's, beautiful publication thank you um but yeah so I launched uh, end of January 2015 when I was nine weeks pregnant yeah, oh just to add that into it. <laughs> you really do like to set yourself yeah, up for the challenge, like, don't you, Rachel? Well, you know, this is a bit of a challenge. Let's just throw another thing into the mix. And yeah, and I had a part-time assistant then. 
And then uh, Lisa came on board a year and a half ago. And now, I mean, it's just so exciting. We've got members. So initially it was, yeah, it was just a London thing. Now we have members all over America. So LA, New York, all over the place in America. We've got Mexico, Puerto Rico, Colombia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Nigeria, Australia, New Zealand. It's amazing. You know, it's really about strengthening the industry because I really believe that by bringing everybody together, you know, we can all help, you know, the good stuff in America that's happening, you know, can help influence the UK and the good stuff that's happening in the UK can help influence America. And if we can communicate and help each other, it's it's all good. So what are some of the things that are different between the UK and America, for instance, or even other locations all around the world in the voiceover industry? There are a couple of big um, differences between the UK and the US markets, and and it's interesting because I'm now I've now got representation in both. So I'm, I, I mean, obviously get a lot of work in the UK because that's that's my hub and that's where I'm based. Um, but I'm with Atlas uh, Talent in the US now as well, and the difference is that in the UK you get booked from your reel a lot of the time. And in the US, you have to audition for everything, which is um, yes, you do absolutely yeah. everything. And that's, I mean, that's a big, big difference. Um, and it's something I've been getting my head around because my agent calls me and is like, right, you, you booked the job. Whereas in the US, it's like you just, you have to audition, audition, audition. So yes, that's a that's a pretty big difference. And then the unions, very different. The SAG-AFTRA in the, in the States is is very strong. Uh, we have equity who are trying, but they're not as strong. So that's a big difference. And then there are there are countries around the world that don't even have unions. So places like Germany don't even have a voiceover union and they don't have agents in Germany either. That really surprises me because you would think Germany, you know, with yeah. this strong guild culture. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, um, but maybe not yet. Maybe that's coming. Um, could be. In the UK, if you're... British, you can have one agent, but if you're a foreign talent in the UK, you can have as many agents as you like. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) And so how open are the agents in the UK to taking on American talent? So that's it's not as as open, I think, as the other way around yet, Mm -hmm. because in the UK, because we're much smaller, um, most voiceover artists are near London. And so the main bulk of of voiceover work is still done in studio in London, like the big paying jobs, the the jobs you get through your agent are done in studio. Mm -hmm. Still in studio stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that's because, you know, we're a little bit behind, Um, but also, you know, we're a smaller country. So there isn't that need like in America where you have talent you know, who are in New York working with, with producers in LA and, and vice versa. So there's that real need for ISDN and, and IPDTL and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I think, but it is changing. It is changing and the world is is getting smaller. You know, there are agents in the UK who will take on US talent and it's the same. There are US agents who will take on UK talent. And I mean, I'm a big believer in breaking the mold. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody says that they don't do it, well, be so good that they have to do it. <laughs> they have to <laughs> there take you go. on. There you go. Great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Americans are always just 
totally enthralled by a British accent. So, you know, it's that's kind of a that's a, that's pitching underhand. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's an historical so just keep talking complex. because I think I think you talking with your British accent is bringing us listeners. So yeah, they haven't even they haven't even downloaded this and they're just signing on. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. They're just Oh. Oh, someone with a British accent? Yeah, yes. I'm listening to that. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, there is, there's work in the UK for, for US talent, for sure. How about the rest of Europe? Is London kind of the driver for um, the rest of European talent? Or are, because I, I guess if they're bringing people in the studio, you're not typically going to other places to Germany, for instance, and looking for, even if it's speaking in English, German-accented English. Mm. I, I'm asking a question if if people are doing that or if it's like, nah, if you're not in London, we, I'm sorry, we're not doing this. Uh, I think there is plenty of work happening all over Europe. There's a huge amount of dubbing that happens as well. There are some big dubbing um, studios in, in Paris. So there is stuff happening. I mean, in terms of the the studio work in London, that's for the the higher paid stuff. So that's you know you're talking commercials and and video games and animation. I guess is is in the studio, but things like corporate and e learning that's from home. So I think it's growing in other countries. I think London is the hub mm -hmm. in Europe. I would definitely say London's the hub for for voiceovers in Europe. But yeah, there is, I mean, there are exciting things happening all over the place at the moment. And I think the voiceover industry is such a wonderful industry uh, to work in with, you know, video games and e-learning and audiobooks and animation. And it's, yes, yeah, the best job in the world. Were you doing theater or on camera or any other stuff like that in addition to voiceover when you first started? Yes. I started out doing musicals when I was a kid. Um, so I used to do a lot of musicals. And then I went to drama school and um, I love Shakespeare. So, yeah, big into doing, did lots of Shakespeare and um, lots of theatre, some films, bit of TV. So, yeah, um, voiceovers has, has always kind of called to me. And, and I think, I mean, I got into it 17 years ago. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah. And it was one of those things I got in front of the microphone and I, I just I, I felt so at home. I just knew that was where that was where I was meant to be. And, and I still act and I still do some on camera stuff. And but it's tricky to chase that right now with with everything else going on. And I bet. <laughs> yeah, there are so I, many I don't know, hours though, of the day. You do have that 3 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. slot wide open. Yeah. <laughs> I, think you, I think you need to use that, Rachel. <laughs> I know I do get up at 5 a.m. Every day. Oh, See, then 4.30 yeah, is the cutoff that's time. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But yeah, no, 5 a.m. is my is my wake up and I, I start work at 5. Goodness. Yeah. It's a great time. It's a wonderful time of day because it's before my kids have got up because I've got a, a two-year-old and a six-year-old. So I haven't put mum hat on yet and, um, and my brain's firing and that's when I come up with my best ideas. Yeah. I'm a morning person. Yeah. And I'm, of course, married to uh, a night person. So ah, oh, that's <laughs> her best thinking is at night. My best thinking is in the morning. So we never really think together very much. Yeah. <laughs> Secret to a long and happy marriage. Oh. Don't think together. Leave the thinking to one person at a Leave time. Leave the thinking, yeah, one person at a time. And the Brilliant. other person just says yes. Oh. So what's happening at 1 p.m.? <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> Fair enough. Nice. <laughs> Good stuff. You bring such a unique 
perspective to the voiceover industry, having brought a very successful acting career, turned into a very successful voiceover career, and now as an industry organizer, an industry leader from that perspective, how do you see the voiceover industry serving its people well, and where are the shortcomings that we all need to be able to step up as you have? Oh, wow. Um, I think that the industry is just, just going to get bigger and bigger. And I really think that we, yeah. as an industry, coming together and talking and communicating is so important and making sure that we have the best standards possible. We can't stop things like Fiverr and, and the, the lowballing. But what we need to make sure is that as actors, as voiceover artists, that we are the best that we can be so that we can charge the right rates. Um, and I do think it's communication and I think it's respecting the craft and respecting ourselves as, as artists and, um, and making sure that our clients know that. And I mean, in terms of work, you know, there's there's just more and more work coming. I think they said um, recently I heard a, a talk about e-learning. And e-learning at the moment, the industry is worth $30 billion. Wow. In the next five years, it's going to be worth $300 billion. I believe that. There's an opportunity yeah. in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really exciting industry. But there is that thing that, you know, it's, it's so easy now to set up a home studio that what you know, as an industry, we need to make sure that there are kind of things that we can put in place, accreditations, um, things like that, so that there's a bar for people to reach. Sure. And and there needs to be some way that we can we can create that so that there are the professionals and then there are the people who who want to be professionals. You know, there's all industries need new talent. New talent is great as long as they come in and they are looked after and so that then they feel they're part of the community. So then they respect the craft and they want to contribute. I think it it's, it's an interesting conversation because so many of us started a long time ago mm. when things were a lot different yes. and there has been a lot of evolution that's gone on. And as a part of that, to continue to see mm. the industry grow and thrive, yeah. there are a lot of changes that we do have to watch out for. And I think taking away that competitive sense and really helping each other mm. is a huge step yeah. forward. Right. I agree because you know the natural thing is to look at somebody else who does what you do mm as the competition. But to me, and, I, and I'm kind of curious how you think we should move forward with education on this. Uh, the competition are the clients who do go to Voices.com or Fiverr or whatever mm -hmm. and don't think anything about it. It is the people who say that text-to-speech was good enough, so let's just use that because we're not paying a voice actor for it. Mm -hmm. In some ways, that is your competition. Yeah. Um, how do we educate clients not just other voice actors. Yeah, that's a um, huge part of it. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's communication. Um, it's educating people and it's it's getting to the point where we will be able to go into, you know, big organizations, go to um, the small business bureaus, go and speak to big companies, corporations and say and explain to them, you know, what's happening in the industry and why, what the difference is. And if as voiceover artists, we take responsibility for our careers and our craft and make sure that it is the best that it can be. And we do that by making sure our home studios are top quality, that we are training, that we are 
our marketing is great, that we're staying informed as well, because I think staying informed with what's going on in the industry is really important. Surrounding yourself with the right people is is absolutely key. And then, you know, the movement is there, it's happening. And I, I mean, I think there's there's one part of the industry which 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 worries me a little bit, and that's the agents. And I think that they they are a massive key and, and they're people that I'm I'm working hard to to bring into the voiceover network because I think mm-hmm. they used to be the culture that you had so you had to have an agent basically to get work mm-hmm. uh, so they were the gatekeepers mm-hmm. yeah and they had a lot of control and a lot of power yep. and they knew all they had all the contacts they had the voiceover artists they set the rates they were in charge and that is slowly deteriorating as you know mm-hmm. people can set up home studios oh, i don't know how slowly it's deteriorating well honestly. yeah exactly it's right. going pretty quickly with the agents that i talk with yes um you know they're everybody's struggling like hell and i think the key is to communicate and to come together as opposed to you know sit on your you know sit on their own and i know that there are voiceover agents in the uk who still aren't on social media who still say they want sole representation of a voiceover artist and everything that that voiceover artist earns has to go via them. And that's a nice thing to think. But in in the worldwide market that we work in, how can an agent do that when you can get work in Puerto Rico and in, in, in France and in Saudi Arabia and Dubai? And I really think it's important for agents to come on board and interact with voiceover artists so that we are all helping each other. Most voiceover artists I know want to help agents stay. They're an important part of our industry and they have a lot of knowledge and and they're brilliant. And so they need to kind of communicate and and come and get involved with, you know, the voiceover artists um, are trying to do. So let me ask you guys this, since you're both on the other side of the glass, uh, you know, Brian works, works, you know, each side, but you both are in the booth. I am never and in the booth person unless, you know, things have really gone south and that's never a good thing. Um, (laughs) But give me your ideal scenario of what you want to see an agent do now because I have some ideas, but it it doesn't directly affect me. What do you want to see from an agent? Describe what the perfect agent of today is. Well, I think, I mean, I think an agent who communicates with their artists regularly um, an agent who comes to voiceover events and speaks to voiceover artists, not just their clients, um, an agent that goes out and is hustling and is is making sure that they are they are getting in there with the clients that people like, you know, Voices.com are trying to get hold of um, and the fivers of this world. And I think agents need to be outwardly supporting the voiceover community more than just saying that they're supporting their own artists. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? I mean, Yeah, I agree with that. I also, personally, I find an incredible amount of value in my agents because of the personal relationship. Yeah. And how that transfers is that they don't send me stuff for things that I'm not going to get. Yeah. Right. That, that that I don't really have a chance of getting. Mm. If they do, they ask me for a different take. You know, sometimes I'll get a script and it'll be obviously the deep voiced uh, announcer voice of God thing. Yeah. Well, I, it's not who I am. It's I can kind of fake it and it sounds like I'm faking it. But what I can offer is I can offer kind of a little quirky alternative opportunity that someone can listen to and go. That wasn't what we asked for in the direction, but that's. That's worth considering, mm. right? 
And I only would get that because I have a very personal relationship with my agents and my agents know me and they know what I can do. And so they can they can direct me and guide me down the right mm-hmm. path and be able to do that. Also, that relationship really helps put me on. I feel like they are representing my best interests and I'm part of their team and I'm grateful for my agents. Yeah. And I let them know often. Yes. And therefore, the agents then are grateful that to have me on the team even if I'm not booking as much as the next guy is or my voice isn't quite as in favor. Mm. And then they can direct me to the things that are like some of the e-learning things and some of those other opportunities. And that's I think it was a very business like relationship Mm. before. And I think it just really needs to become much more personal you know, much more one-on-one in my view. Mm. And I think gratitude is a really, really important. Oh, it's huge. Uh, I mean, to, to yeah, it, it's it's the key uh, to be grateful as opposed to feel entitled. Yep. You know, when you see successful voiceover artists, they are the ones that are incredibly grateful and just, you know, so thankful for t- to be in this industry. And there are the ones out there who, who feel bitter and angry that they aren't getting enough and that they're the ones who are going to be left behind. You you have to look at this industry and think, wow, we are so lucky to be here because it's brilliant. I mean, still to this day, right? I get paid to come into a studio and do this. Yes. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I I often share the story that every time I walk out of a studio after finishing a job, I feel like the kid who stole the cookie out of the jar while mom was watching and she let me. Absolutely. You know, and and that's (laughs) it's that kind of tingly kind of. God, that was really cool. I, I can't believe I just got paid to do that yeah. thing. Oh. And this is 30 years later. Yes. So, you know, that's the magic. And that's that's when you know that it's still the right thing for you to be doing. Definitely. Yeah. You know, at school, every single school report I ever had said, Rachel talks too much. Rachel <laughs> Rachel talks too much. Oh, yeah, I got that and, too. And, and Rachel needs to stop talking and concentrate more. Um, and they were every single report I ever had. And I, and I just feel, you know, I, I often think back to that and I think I'd love to go back to those teachers and go, well, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, I just that just makes me think about something because I think of you actually as a pretty good listener. And so I'm I'm kind of looking at everything going, is it just that we've collected all these people together who that's their single most trait? So it's kind of like the skinny kid at fat camp. You just you kind of look at them in a different way, you know, because it's like because we all talk too much. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It is funny, though. It's still funny to me that when you get a bunch of voiceover people in the same room. Oh, it's wonderful. Those are some of the most fun rooms to be in. Absolutely. I love yeah. that part. And I mean, I think because, it, and it's interesting being a, an on-screen actor and then voiceovers, because it's a very different world and a very different community. And, oh, yeah. and voiceover artists are just so lovely, generally. I actually think that there's an element of it, because as voiceover artists, you get picked on your personalities, what you bring to the read. So you have to have personality. You have to be a bubbly right. person. Whereas on screen, you know, there's an element of that of that is about what you look like. So there's kind of a bit more of that going on with the on screen. Whereas, yeah, voiceovers, you get everyone in a room and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, great fun. I, I love <laughs> our events. I just, yeah, absolutely love the voiceover network when we all get together and yeah, it's great. 
let's talk a little bit more about your events. So you have local events, you have webinars, you have big national, international events. Yes. Fill, fill us in on all the dirt here. Yes. So we do in-person events uh, nearly every month. Generally, most of them at the moment are in London, but we also do them in Manchester. We have our big Get Your Game On event, which is happening in June, where we have the most amazing speakers coming over um, from all around the world and including the fabulous Randy Ryan. Um, so you're going to be coming and joining I'm sorry, us. Ra- who? Randy Ryan? Yes. Oh, never mind. Some, just some dude. Just, just, just some, guy. Some, some guy. Um, some thought, guy. Yeah. We're having some guy come over and talk about games. Yay. It'll be great. Um, and we've got Sissy Jones and Tom Keegan. And that's going to be a big event. So we do our events and we are going to start doing events internationally too very soon. So that's exciting. Nice. Uh, we've got workshops happening all the time. So we have in-person workshops and online workshops. We have all kinds of things like vocal intensive, vocal extreme workshops. So we had that this week. And that is a really exciting workshop, which it teaches voiceover artists how to laugh, scream and cry without doing any damage to their voice whatsoever. Oh, wow. That's incredibly valuable. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing work. Because the only other way you learn that is through years and years and years of experience. But if you yeah. can find some of those shortcuts early. Yes. Gosh. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And there are techniques that you can learn and it's it's amazing. So, um, And we have things like on audiobooks and video games and so there's all that going on. Uh, and we do online workshops as well. And we have the voiceover hour, which is our weekly webinar that I do every pretty much every Wednesday at the moment. It's supposed to be every two weeks, but at the moment, there are just so many cool people I need to speak to. Um, so we're kind of we're doing them pretty much every week at the moment. And they're live nice. and they're online. And then the recordings are available for members of the VoiceOver Network. So um, there's a, a members area of the website where members can go in and access uh, an amazing kind of treasure trove of content, including um, recordings of the VoiceOver Hour. So um yeah. And then we have the Buzz magazine, which comes out quarterly and it's only in print. There's a Facebook group as well, which is just the friendliest, most supportive, wonderful Facebook group you'll ever come across. And I can totally put my hand and say it really is. Um, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of kind of supportive uh, people in the Facebook group who who are always in there kind of helping each other and, and you get a profile page and stuff. So it's not just voiceover artists, but agents and casting directors and producers. And yeah, it's just about everybody kind of coming together to help and support each other and to try and raise standards in the industry and, and strengthen the industry. Well, I think that's one of the things that you're doing that's really correct. And that's a little bit different, at least from what I've seen. It's not just the actors. Yes. It is the industry. Yes. Yes. And that, I mean, that's a big thing with Get Your Game On. Get Your Game On event came from me looking around and seeing there's lots of events for video games, tons of events for video games, but there's no event for voice acting in video games. And I was like, wait a minute, that's a pretty important part of video games. Why is there no, you know, international event for voice acting in video games? So I was like, well, we better just start that then. Um, so that's where Get Your Game On came from. Um, and it is the, the focus. Well, there goes that 3 a.m. to 4.30. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it is, it's an event that's focused on promoting great voice acting in video games. Um, and last year, you know, the uh, the big topic was we did 
talk about protecting voice actors' voices. And, and that's from both sides of the screen. You know, there's a responsibility for the voice actor, but there's also a responsibility for the director and the producer. And it's mm-hmm. absolutely both sides want to get that right because nobody wants a voice actor to damage their voice. And you hear these horror stories of people uh, pushing themselves to the limit. And it's, it's so important to kind of have that conversation and, and everybody to know what they should do and, and how far they should push it and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so the event is it's, it's going to be oh, it's going to be amazing this year, but we'll have talks and oh, we also have a voiceover jam, which is like a game jam, but it's all about voiceovers. So oh, um, that sounds fun. Yeah, it came from us trying to do a game jam last year, which was hilarious because I, I'm not a game developer. And I think for somebody who's not a game developer to try and put on a game jam, it's a bit yeah, it didn't really work. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, um, but I had loads of voiceover artists who wanted to to do a game jam. So what we did was we had it, it was forty eight hour period, and we'll do it again this year. So voiceover artists can put their name in the hat, and then we pick them out randomly and put them into groups of four or five, and then they are given a fake video game. So the description of a fake video game, and they they have forty eight hours to come up with a sixty second audio trailer for that video game, which is amazing. Ah, yeah, piece of cake. Yeah, piece of cake. <laughs> so they have to they have to write it, they have to cast it, they have to record it, they have to edit it, and they have to produce it. And um, nice. And then they all get played at Get Your Game On. They get judged by the amazing judges, and then one team will win. And last year they all won a mic. Phone and chocolates and yeah, chocolates. Mm, there we go. Yes, <laughs> she says a microphone and chocolates, and I immediately hone in on the chocolates. <laughs> British chocolates are pretty yeah. good, so um... yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. I will give you that. <laughs> so that's exciting. It happens the weekend before Get Your Game On. Yeah, and everyone's working remotely and stuff. But yeah, it's good fun. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a blast. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Hey Brian, so you want to do a team? Um, you know I do. Yeah, I'm in, dude. This 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 is right up my alley. I am so in. Fab, and we're going to be live streaming it as well. So obviously, we want people to come to get your game on. And there are, I mean, there's not a huge amount of tickets left, but there are some tickets left. So if you want to come, grab a ticket. Uh, but there's also a live streaming option. So um, so we will be live streaming it as well. So if people want to get more involved with the voiceover network yes. what's the best way to reach out to you and to the voiceover network so it's uh, the voiceovernetwork.co.uk so come onto the website and um uh, fill in the form there's a form to, to fill in your details and we will yeah and we'll, we'll get back to you and um and if you want to join there, there is an application process to join and the reason why we've done that is because what we want to do is we want to build on the amazing community that we already have. So if you are new to voiceovers and you want to get involved with the voiceover network, there is a course that we run, an online course, uh, which is called A Complete Guide to Getting Started in Voiceovers. And it's a four-week course. And once you've done that course, you can then join the voiceover network. Um, But if you're an experienced voiceover artist, you just have to fill in a form. um, And yeah, and we'll get you involved. I think that's a great idea. I didn't even know you were doing that. I think that's a really smart way to keep you from just being nothing but newbies which can which can sometimes drive the experience people off yes yeah it'll change the culture of your group yeah very quickly Mm -hmm. and it's you know and the voiceover network it's a home for working voiceover professionals 
that's that's ultimately what it's about and sure. and all the courses and all the training and the webinars and everything is geared towards people who are already working in the industry but what we don't want to do is exclude new talent so that's why we've got the Correct. online workshop which you can come it's four weeks and you basically learn all the basics i take you through everything and it's there's loads of online content and stuff and then you can join the voice of a network and you've got an understanding of how things work i think that's really brilliant because you, you're right you want new people to come in. Yes. But that vetting to say, it's almost like, okay, let's see how serious you are. Yes. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. Yay. Having a price for admission. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of separates the wannabes with the people who are seriously dedicated yes. to working right. in an industry. Yeah. So. Right. I want to go hang out with actors. Well, yeah, okay, don't we all, but... That's not what this no, what's supposed not to be really. about. <laughs> I'm not old enough actors to know, no thanks. I'd rather stay at home. <laughs> but yes. Oh, my goodness. And if you want to get a ticket to, oh. to get your game on as well, you can go to the website and under events, you can see the details for grabbing a ticket for that. Rachel, we know how busy you are and we really appreciate your time. Do you have any last thoughts on how we change this voiceover industry for the better? Help each other, help each other and support each other and go out there and make sure that we are the best that we can be. So make sure you keep training and make sure you're hanging around, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, I think that's that's massively key. And respect your craft, respect the rates, respect, you know, what you what you bring to the table. And what we do as voiceover artists is amazing. We give voice to to words that are just written down and, and we communicate and we talk and we we inform people and we inspire people with our voices. So it's um it's exciting times. That in itself was inspiring for me, and I've been doing this a long time. So, again, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, Randall, BT, Rachel. And and what am I supposed to say? (laughs) No, you get get to make it up. See, this is the beauty. Okay. Just say something like BT. Okay, BT. Here's here's the British part. (laughs) Cheers. I like bollocks better. I think that's better. (laughs) Cheers. There you go. (laughs) Thanks. In a word, Rachel Naylor was brilliant. And we appreciate the time she spent talking to us about the state of voiceover and the voiceover network. You can reach Rachel at thevoiceovernetwork.com. She's doing great things and is always open to helping her voice actor brethren. And let's not forget that fabulous British accent. Let's Talk VoiceOver is hosted by Randy Ryan, owner of Hamsterball Studios, voice, music, and sound design. And me, Brian Talbot, actor and all-around creative guy. If you have comments, questions, ideas for other show topics that you'd be interested in hearing about, or you just want to let us know what you think, reach out to us by sending an email to bt at letstalkvoiceover.com or go to our website, www.letstalkvoiceover.com. That's letstalkvoiceover.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk VoiceOver. We'll talk again real soon.